Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to be part of our real estate family and learn commercial real estate investing from A to Z. I'll be sharing with you tips for real estate investing while being mentored by a few people with several years of experience so that you and I can make the least amount of mistakes as possible and succeed a lot faster. My goal is to keep things very straightforward because I value your time and you are here to learn. With that, in the last episode, we learned how you can improve your entire life from A to Z, from the personal to the business, and make all of your dreams come true. And in this episode, we are covering how real estate can be beneficial for tax purposes. We'll talk a little bit about self-storage investing, and we will also understand a little bit more about a different asset class as far as investments, and that is the ATM world. We are interviewing Dave Zook. He is a successful business owner and super experienced real estate investor. He is active in not only multifamily apartments, but also in self-storage, ATM, and commodity projects. And he has acquired more than $100 million worth of real estate since 2010. Here we go. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. You are such an incredible person that everyone has been telling me about. And I saw you present at the Real Estate Guys event a couple of weeks ago. And you were such a genuine person that I decided to reach out to you to talk about self storage. Why don't we? start with you telling us a little bit about you. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on your show, Stephanie. I had a good time at the Real Estate Guys syndication event. People often ask me how I got started in real estate. And my story is that I got chased into real estate. I had a tax problem. (laughs) I actually grew up thinking that I was never going to be a real estate investor. I, my dad invested in some real estate and he bought some farms and land and he bought some single family homes. He um, self-managed some of those single family homes. And I just realized early on that I didn't, I didn't want to have anything to do with that. So I got started in business. I founded a couple businesses. I partnered with some folks. I, I got myself in, involved in several different businesses and got to the point where some of the businesses started doing really well and I ended up having to pay a lot of tax. And at the time, what I knew about tax was if you make a lot of money, you got to pay a lot of it. And when I started reading and doing a lot of research and getting around some good content, I heard Robert Kiyosaki talking about how you can make a lot of money and pay zero tax legally. I had to know more of uh, what he was talking about and I, I stalked him. And I followed him to the Real Estate Guys Summit at Sea, him and his team, his CPA and Ken McElroy and his real estate guys. And uh, that's sort of where my journey into real estate started. Once I realized that that could be a real tax shelter, not only a a wealth building tool, but a tax shelter, I became really interested. And all of a sudden, I wanted as much as I could get my hands on. So then you understood that you could have a lot of tax benefits through real estate 
what happened next? So what kind of pushed me over the edge was a while back, I think it was for the year 2011, I made my quarterly tax payments. I sort of was getting a feeling like we might have a tax issue, but I wasn't totally prepared for what I was what was coming. I got the call on April the 13th from my CPA saying, hey, we took all your deductibles, you paid your quarterly payments, but you still owe $373,422 and some change. So in all, I paid around a half million dollars in tax that year. Prior to that time, I was having a lot of fun. I was busy. I was putting a lot of time and energy into the business, but it didn't feel like work. It was so much fun. But when I had to pay almost half my earnings back to the government, it wasn't so much fun anymore. And I knew there was a better way. After that, I realized through my research that multifamily apartments can be a really good tax shelter. I bought several hundred units of multifamily apartments and I've been tax-free ever since. I haven't paid federal tax in a lot of years now. You are not alone in the real estate world, which is great. So let's talk about taxes. What are some of the great real estate tax benefits that people may not know about? The Trump tax law change that came through in late 17, early 18, there was some stuff in there that just really sweetened the real estate game for investors. And being able to take bonus depreciation now on new or used equipment, combine that with some leverage, combine that with some cost segregation studies. I mean, it's ridiculous the amount of relief you can get. Can you avoid taxes forever? Or are the people who will potentially inherit some of these properties end up having to pay these taxes? So that's a good question. And, you know, I get that question a lot. There's a lot of people out there that think, like I used to, that if you make a lot of money, you got to pay a lot of tax. Then the next question is, well, you got to pay the tax sometime. You might as well just pony up and pay it now rather than later. And those two questions are almost the same. Yes, if you don't know what you're doing, you have to pay a lot of tax when you make a lot of money. If you don't know what you're doing, you also have to pay the tax sometime. So you're really just playing a deferral game. So yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to have to pay it sometime. But no, if you're strategic and you have a plan and you got good team members around you, you can make a lot of money. You can, can pay no tax ever. It's not something where you're just deferring and you got to pay it five years from now, 10 years from now. It's a game that if you get good at playing the game, you've got good team members around you, good CPA that can help you plan and strategize. You don't have to pay the tax ever. Let's switch gears a little bit. You are an incredibly successful syndicator and you have a few asset classes that you invest, that you fundraise for. Let's talk about one of my favorite ones, self-storage. Why did you pick that asset class? And tell us whatever else you would like to share about self-storage. I was interested in self-storage from the time I was in my early 20s. My family business is a modular building business. And when I was in my early to mid-20s, I used to deliver some of these buildings down to a dealer of ours who had a self-storage facility. And I remember clearly he would tell me that, oh my goodness, this is like the easiest way to make money ever. And I never <laughs> forgot it. And so I was interested, but I was so busy and I didn't have a really good access point. I didn't know a good team, but I was interested. And the other thing that in the last several years, I kept hearing this over and over again, how 
self-storage is typically a really good asset class to own in some kind of a pullback or a recession. Whenever there's disruption in the marketplace, self-storage is typically an asset class that shines. When people are moving and when people are downsizing, they're moving from a home to an apartment, when businesses are downsizing, when there's divorce, when there's any kind of disruption, people are getting relocated, self-storage shines. So if you can own an asset class that does really well in good times and does as well or maybe even better in bad times, I like it. That's exactly why I like it too. Thank you for sharing that. My next question is, I really appreciate the fact that you have diversity outside of real estate as you are a syndicator. You actually are fundraising for a very interesting class, which is ATM machines. Can you share with us how you came across that as an opportunity and why did you decide to fundraise outside of real estate? ATMs is simply a form of real estate. It doesn't sound like it, but what you're really getting when you're talking about an ATM investment, you're investing in an ATM location. And instead of having a building sitting on that real estate, or instead of having, you know, thousands of square feet, or you're talking by the acre, you're getting a location agreement that's three foot by three foot. And so it is a real estate play, but you're extracting value from that three foot by three foot square foot space. It may be one of the highest uses of square footage that you can get in real estate. So yes, you're using the ATM as a mechanism to get to the cash flow. But what you're really doing is you're securing a location agreement in a high foot traffic area and you're monetizing it. How did you come across this? I mean, I've been an investor since I was in my late teens and I've invested in all kinds of different things personally. And I had a really good friend who had a really good friend who was <laughs> in the space. And my really good friend is actually one of the guys on my advisory team. Now he's been a longtime friend and a mentor of mine. He introduced me to these guys that were in the ATM space. So I invested with them passively. I loved it. I mean, it was consistent. It was strong cash flow. You got a lot of depreciation. I loved the asset class and I became a multi-time investor in several different tranches in the ATM space. Fast forward four years, they came to me and said, hey, we took down a portfolio that's the biggest we've ever taken down and then we could use some help. And they saw what I was doing on the multifamily side. I was building a, a large portfolio of multifamily apartments and I had a network of investors and they said, come help us. And I actually was working on two different multifamily apartment deals at the time. I declined, I believe I declined twice before I turned around and said, okay, let's, this works for me. It's one of my favorite asset classes. It fits my business model. It's got strong cash flow. It's got strong tax incentives, tax deductions. It's really what I teach. Why not? If I like it, there's probably some of my investors that would really like it. So I, I sort of just kind of threw it out there to my network and they jumped in, decided to try it. And from there, it's kind of like what happens when you deliver a product and deliver on it. People loved it. They came back for more, they told their friends, and the rest is history. We've been doing this now with my group of investors now since 2016. So I started out as a passive investor, um, ended up joining the team, becoming a partner in the team, and took it out to my investors. And it's actually been my most popular asset class, and the one that 
has attracted more repeat investors than any other asset class that I'm involved in. The cash must be good, pun intended. Well, people, you people love strong cash flow. <laughs> That's awesome. And I also heard that people need to be very, very careful if they end up investing in an ATM fund because there could be a lot of fraud going on. So is there something that you would like to share about that? Because obviously you worked with this person before and obviously you know that they are legit, but there can be multiple funds out there that are definitely not legit on the ATM space. That's right. And as in any asset class, I would argue that the most important piece of the puzzle is the team especially so an ATM business because an ATM business, it would be easy because the strength of the cash flow and because it's so strong, it would be easy to sort of run a Ponzi scheme. So definitely know the operators, definitely do your research, go in and look at the hard data. We've done several tours with fund managers where they've actually come in and done their own internal audit and looked at our contracts. Now, we don't offer this to every individual investor, but if you've got a, a large following and you've got a fund and uh, you've got a network of investors and you think you can raise five or 10 million bucks, sure, we'll give you the inside scoop. So that's, we've done that several times. We've brought people in, we've brought fund managers in, they've seen our contracts. We've got contracts, institutional grade contracts with you know, say 300 McDonald's in New York City, Walgreens, some household name companies who mom and pop ATM investors just don't have access to those institutional grade locations like that. So do your homework, especially if you're coming in with a meaningful size investment, make sure you do your homework and vet the operators number one, but then do additional homework and make sure that you got contracts. And is there an online portal that you can look at and see what the ATMs are doing? There's things like that that you should be asking for. Thank you so much for enlightening us. That is very, very helpful. Is there anything else that you think is important that our audience should know? One of the things that I really like about the asset class is not only is the cash flow like super strong, some of the strongest available in any asset class that I've seen out there, but most of your cash flow is tax-free because you can take the depreciation from the equipment and apply it against the uh, cash flow that you're getting from the asset, which makes most of it tax-free. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Sounds like money grows in trees and out of ATMs too. You got it. <laughs> How can our listeners get in touch with you? They can go to our website at therealassetinvestor.com or if they uh, reach out to us, we're one of my team members at info at therealassetinvestor.com. In fact, if your listeners reach out to us, I'll send them a, a report that I put together. Kind of outlines maybe the five reasons that you should consider putting self-storage in your portfolio. And then I've also got a report on ATM. So if there's uh, anything that you want to know, the 5,000 foot view and kind of gives you the breakdown on why ATMs and the overall dynamic of it, uh, I've got a report on ATMs as well. And I'd be happy to send them either one of those, either one or both. Dave, thank you so much for making the time to speak with our listeners. I really appreciate it. No wonder you are incredibly successful. And I look forward to hopefully having you again at some point soon. Thanks for having me on your show. I enjoyed it. If you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, make sure to do that. 
And if you know anyone who is interested in learning more about commercial real estate investing and also to take their game to the next level, share this podcast with them and I will see you next time.